You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We got Odds and End Zones Episode 3 coming up for you right now on BGN Radio. I am Seamus Clancy. I am joined by my phenomenal co-host, Zoe. What's up, my man? What's up, brother? How you feeling? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're recording this a little after 10 o'clock on Thursday. Recorded uh, from the bleachers earlier this morning. That might drop tomorrow. I think this pot will drop before that one. So we're bringing you a ton of content today and tomorrow. Vibe check. Disastrous after after the Dallas game on Monday night. I, I would assume you would agree. Disaster with a capital D, ironically. Um, yeah. I I'm surprised. I'm surprised with a lot of things. I think the biggest thing I'm surprised about is, or most surprised about, is just how lifeless they look um, going into. No juice game. whatsoever. You know, there was zero juice I, when it was seven seven. I was like, all right, it's gonna be, you know, this will be a fun game. The defense is jacked up, and you know, and then it, they just look literally like it was a walk in the park. Um, like no, no life, no juice. Nobody was pissed off. It was, it was very, 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 oh, just a weird game all around. If you like to be a Birds fan, just weird. I wonder how much losing BG just absolutely wrecks the spirit of that defense because he's such a good run stuffer. As much as he's mm-hmm. renowned as a pass rusher, and mm-hmm. it seemed like every seven yard carry from Tony Pollard and Zeke was going right at the mm-hmm. Eagles' left side. That line were usually BG's man in that. Yeah, I mean, and you know, um, they're not Dallas isn't dumb. There, there are a lot of things, but they're, they're certainly not dumb. They knew exactly where to attack. Um, and I think more than anything, you know, a lot of people tweeted about it, uh, but it's not, it hasn't been talked about enough. It is just how BG is also a guy who makes sure other guys are in place, you know, on that line and also in the back end of that defense. And he, he reminds me a lot of a, like a center in basketball, like a really good defensive center because he cleans up a lot. You know, he makes a lot of plays. But like if a guy's off an assignment, it's you know, in the wrong gap. It's cool because BG is going to be around the corner to to make that tackle anyway. You know, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of plays where you saw Tony Pollard just like make one move and then jet. Where like normally, if BG was there, he'd be able to at least deter him until somebody else got there to make the tackle. But they they knew where to attack and and for you know credit to them. But for you know for our purposes. You know, the Eagles, Eagles, the Eagles coaches had no answer for for anything Dallas wanted to do, really. And you would think that maybe a loss like that could kick them in the pants. But they have the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town and they're looking for a bounce back game, maybe even more so than the Eagles. I was going to say the very pissed off Kansas City Chiefs at that. Um, yeah, so one and two, two huge losses, tough losses. 
the two teams that you figure are going to make the postseason in the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers back-to-back. The early line before the Eagles played last week was minus six and a half. And even after that Eagles performance, it's only minus seven in the Chiefs' favor right now. And you have Big Red coming back to Philadelphia. was hospitalized for yep. a couple days. And you know he's going to be gunning for this. You know that team is going to be wanting to play for him because of those health concerns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he, he's looked human a little bit the last yeah. couple of weeks. You know he's going to want to go out balling out. And really they have the most talented quarterback ever, one of the most explosive players ever in, in Tyreek Hill, and one of the top two or three best tight ends ever in Travis Kelsey. Eagles are minus se- or plus seven. Um I could see this one getting out of hand even quicker than the Dallas game, man. And I'm usually talking myself into every Eagles win, every opportunity. But, you know, if they couldn't be in a a shootout with Dallas, how are you going to be in a shootout with the Chiefs? I know they're home, but home field advantage in week two didn't really mean squat with the way San Francisco fans took over that scene in 49ers fan. Maybe they're not from San Francisco. And, you know, the Chiefs do have a really large presence in Philadelphia itself to say nothing that – they're the bandwagon team at the moment. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a, a bunch of there's a, a couple a bunch of couple Chiefs bars. There's um yeah, there's a nice contingent here. So I, I think we're gonna see a lot of what we saw, at least you know maybe maybe not in the stadium, but tailgate and energy wise, you know what we saw for the San Fran game. Um, the other thing that really st- sticks out to me is. This offense is a lot different, right? You you touched on it a little bit that um, you know Dallas Dallas, you know you couldn't win a shootout with them, and there and that was an offense that was missing a couple of key players, you yes. know, across their line, and they're missing probably their second best wide receiver uh, with a calf injury, and now you go this week, that offense is pissed off. They didn't perform up to snuff. They had a bunch of drops early in the game last week, um, you know that they literally turned the game over, and then. You look at what they're up against, how they're feeling. I mean, they get down, to, they get to the one yard line, three plays, so it, it it can get out of hand quick. And I would not be shocked, ironically, if um, if we're looking at a double digit score at the end of the first quarter. Like they they, they score so fast, it's a it's going to be a track meet, which I usually love. But the way that this Eagles offense has looked, and you know the way that the quarterback has struggled, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough sledding. Um, I, I don't, I don't blame anyone for not picking them to win on Sunday. No, I mean, them winning this game would maybe be the most remarkable regular season win I've ever seen from the Eagles. And I'm yeah. not trying to do some crazy reverse jinx. Yeah. I, I usually pick the Eagles in every game. I just don't see them winning this game in because of who they're playing the coach, the quarterback, the skill position players, them being down and knowing they're going to bounce back, Reed being in the hospital, and the way the Eagles performed and looked so thoroughly overmatched in, against Dallas. Again, uh, from an, a pure upset perspective, just regular season, because we know how we had that playoff run in 2017. Yeah. It would probably be one of the most remarkable wins I've ever seen from the Eagles team. And Maybe this is going on old takes exposed or something like that. And we, I would love for that'd be the I'd love to have that energy. The Eagles are two and two. Uh, Jalen Hurts had four total yeah. touchdowns. Look at these two idiots yeah. on this Eagles podcast. 
and like half of us were on old takes exposed because we expected the game to be over by halftime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I, I feel like it's a big game for a lot of reasons. I hate saying, I, 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 I really do hate saying week four is a must win, but if you look at their schedule, right? You yeah, almost, that was the podcast I did for from the bleachers. It was the title was Eagle Schedule only gets harder, man. The, the next eight weeks, that could right. be a two and six stretch, dude. Three that's and not, five. If you go three and five, that's a win. Yeah, three and five is is, is actually welcomed at this point. Um, and the way that they, I think you you really you just harp on the way that that Jalen Hurts has looked. Um, you know the he played played well in the Falcons game, Niners game. You know maybe not so much. And then last week, you know the questions about the arm strength, about the location, his time with the receivers. Uh, you know, obviously, he's saying all the right stuff. Um, his teammates still believe in him. They said he's, you know, he's looked good. He looks focused, but uh, which is all fine and well. I, I don't think it's a focus thing. I think it may even come down to just a talent thing. You know what I mean? It's like, just, I, it's just I, like, skill at a certain point. Right at, at, at a certain point, it's not a question of how much you love a game and, and or anything like that. I don't think it's that. That's not where our question is. Our question right now is: Is he like? Does he have it? You know, I, yeah. I think the vibes were in vibes in training camp were absolutely through the roof and off the charts. You know, he had it. He was saying the right stuff. He's still saying the right stuff, but at a certain point, your your skill has to take over. You know, when the going gets tough. So, yeah, you're you're staring down the barrel of the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got Tampa Tom coming in soon, <laughs> and you got a really good Panthers team coming in. That's a game you thought was going to be a gimme. You thought the Panthers right. game's a gimme. You thought maybe Raiders and Denver are gimme wins. The Raiders All three are of those teams are three and zero. Right. The Raiders are undefeated, and they have a they have a stingy. They have a ridiculously good offense, and they have a stingy defense that will literally punch you in the mouth. Um, Gruden's probably thing. coach of the year right now. And 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 then you look at the Broncos. Right. We thought that was a gimme too, and then touchdown Teddy's got them firing all cylinders. <laughs> we're literally staring down. I mean, for for a, a last place team, this is probably the toughest schedule I've seen in a very long time. Um, and you know, it, it goes back to the it goes back to the the idea that you don't know what what your team is, right? Because we when it first came out, we were like, "Yep, these are the gimmies. These are the gimmies." All right, we'll end October. You know, we'll 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 run off. We'll go six and two at the end of October because that was realistic. We're like, look, we're gonna there's gonna be two tough games. The rest of those games are gimme's. We're talented enough. BG goes down. Brandon Brooks hurts his pec. You know, got you know, uh, out of hurts his I knee. Like every the whole entire building starts to fall um, to its foundation. And next thing you know, we're like, where does this next win come from? Um, that's why I think that also their urgency is such an important thing because it really is week to week in the NFL. Like this league, right, <laughs> is uh, is so week to week because one injury or one play changes the whole the whole course of your season. Yeah, and looking at some of these these props and lines, they need a big explosive play on their first drive. They can't be going three and yeah. out one or two first downs, three, and then punting. 
So Miles, obviously the talk of the town is Miles only getting two rushing attempts. And his over after under we shot them out last week. I know. We them out I thought that was gonna be a huge rushing performance and look like what an idiot I am. Yeah. His over under rushing yards is 60 and a half. Like, can you even touch that? But at the same time, Miles is a home run hitter. Yeah. There'd be nothing better than like a second and four. The Eagles are on the first drive. They're at the, you know, the 29, and Miles just breaks one. They need something like that. I think the Chiefs' defense hasn't been great. No, their defense is the same as it always been. Their defense is their offense. So, yeah. Um, I, I think I would touch it mostly because we've heard overcorrection coming to town. Right. I, I, a huge overcorrection city for this one. I would absolutely touch it. I think they're going to feed him. We're going to get a steady dose of miles because they've been hearing all week about how we don't run the ball three times, you know, three attempts, so on and so forth. Again, overcorrection city. And you know what happens when you overcorrect, you get for the good or for the worse, a steady dose of that thing. So um, I will touch it. I don't know if it's going to be successful in terms of game planning, but I think miles is definitely going to get uh, as much as he can stand on Sunday. Yeah, it might not be great from a pure on-the-field right. wins and losses perspective, right. but the 16 and a half, I think they're going to feed them. I think they had 26 total rushing attempts against San Francisco in week two, and compared to the three non-quarterback runs in, in week three, I just have to see Sirianni, who, uh, for the better or for worse, and maybe a little bit for the, the worse, uh, is so tuned into the atmosphere and vibe of the city that I think he may – as kind of an inexperienced coach and play caller, feel more compelled to pound the rock, especially with the way Jalen looked in week three. Did um do we think that Sirianni overpandered? Are we are we yes. hitting our first overpander? Well the overpandering stops it's overpandering when the guy doesn't perform. Bryce Harper overpanders, but he's playing with the MVP, so it's not an overpander. Not if that Philly special redux hits in week two and the Eagles are 2-0, Sirianni's God. And to yeah. say nothing of week three, and you know, if he wears that beat Dallas shirt and they beat Dallas, whether that's them going 3-0 oh, or 2-1 or 1-2 and two, or whatever, then that's a picture that gets posted on Twitter and Instagram every time the Eagles oh, yeah. play the Cowboys for the next five years. Yeah. So it's all relative there. But if you're not performing, you might have to dial it down a notch because then you're getting super annoying and peeing everyone off. Right. Well, I think it's, I think he. <laughs> it's funny because I think he got the message. Uh, obviously, there's no uh, no no Jalen Hurt shirts this week. You know, no Randall Cunningham jerseys. Nothing. Just straight up <laughs> and straight up uh, Eagles dry fit answering this question. So I, I think some some humble pie was served. He's hope you know he'll chill for a little bit. And I think I, I'm interested to see how he responds. Uh, you know, coach and player relationship is is so important, and coach and quarterback relationship is is paramount. So I'm interested to see how the both of them respond. I, I think that for those two, this is the, a huge game. This, this is a like you don't have to go out and beat the Chiefs. I, I understand how tall a task that is, given what your current have a pulse lineup is. But right, have a pulse. Like maybe, maybe like. Maybe go into the fourth quarter only being down ten points. You know, and everybody's saying, "Yo, this, all right, this is something." You know, like we're we're we might be a player two away, and like we take from that what we take from it, and you go on and you play the rest of these games for what they are, and you know. But 
I need to see a pulse. I need to see more than what than what I saw in Dallas. That's for sure. So yeah, they they need to show. They need to have a pulse. And like I was saying, Sirianni has never been a head coach at every level, any level. Never been a primary play caller at any level. And sounds hyperbolic, but it's <laughs> the biggest game of his career. Uh, he if he goes down one three, and more likely than not, yes. And with the schedule coming up, if you know, I still think it's reasonable that they could win eight or so games, given the oh, back yeah. half of their schedule. Maybe they're out of it yeah. by the middle point of the season, but because they're picking up those wins in the back end, it could still be eight, maybe even a nine-win season. But if it gets worse than that, he's in danger of being a one-and-done coach, correct? Yeah. Because it's a yeah. situation where yeah. if Hertz isn't the guy, you're having a new quarterback next year, whether it's, God forbid, Deshaun Watson, whether it's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, or someone else they, they make a move for in the draft. What's the point of keeping that guy instead of locking up the new QB with the next QB whisperer? So they're a tandem right here. Hertz is still here. Sirianni's still here. Sirianni's still here. Hertz is still probably here. Yeah. They, they need yeah. each other because if this doesn't work out, they both might be gone. Especially, I guess, especially in the case of Hertz. Like the who who's to say a new coach, a new coach is not going to want to. He's going to want his own groceries, right? Like like Parcel said, like um, you know, like that that famous line when he you know became the coach in Dallas. But yeah, like a, a new coach is not is most likely going to want to come in and give his guy a shot. Jalen Hurts is not anybody else's guy. He's Sirianni's guy. So their wagons are hitched to each other, whether they like it or not. And for all intents purposes, you know. But what we see, they they certainly enjoy it. But um, and vice versa, you know, if uh, if, if Sirianni happens to be you know a one trick pony and this is his last year, I think we can safely say it's probably the last year we see a Jalen Hurts starter. Um, and you know that that's that's just reality. This is a this is a what have you done for me lately league. Um, just like every other league, to be honest. But you know this more so than anything because. You can't just pluck a quarterback out of out of, out of the draft and and put him in and say, "Yo, you're you're the guy." Um, it's tough. It's tough to win in, in the NFL. It's tough to find a starting quarterback. Like you see, teams go decades, literally shuffling through the Quincy Carters of the world <laughs> before they Dallas, finally Cleveland, who's the Cincinnati. guy, right? Like, I mean, look at what you know. Shout out to um, you know uh, Kevin Stefanski, our guy. Uh, in in Cleveland, wrapping pen right you know, now. Um, you know he he's doing he's doing a hell of a job trying to maximize as much as he can with with his dude out there because their wagons are hitched to each other. Like if they and then this year they're like, yo, like Baker's not it. You know, either you or Baker. Baker's probably out of there. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it matters, man. You 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 need your you need your quarterback to be extremely productive or at least show signs of it because. A lot of it hinges on everybody else's job in that building. From a stats perspective, where Hertz has shined, especially for the first two weeks, is picking up yards on the grounds. Yeah. I have the numbers yeah. here. Opened up at 39 and a half in week one over under. Went to 62, so that was a hit. Week was two, hit, yeah. against San Francisco, 49 and a half goes to 82. This past week is the first time it doesn't hit. 53 and a half uh, was the line. He only had 35 rushing yards. You know what, though? Um, they were keen on him. 
they used Michael. They were forcing them to throw. Yeah, and they 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 had a good game plan. You know, I mean, for for what for what it is, their their game plan was was stout. They stuck to it, and you know, a lot of those guys on that line took it personal. Now, you know, we talked about Michael Parsons before saying persons on his head list, my nonsense. Like, I, it wasn't. I don't even think it was any of that. I just think that they they were extremely disciplined in in what they wanted to do, which was let's have him beat us with his arm. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of that because, you know, once the tape is out and I'm sure a lot of these defensive coaches are saying, all right, cool. Like just do what Dallas did, make him beat you with his arm. You know, like let's, let's, let's rush our primary guys and let's tell, you know, tell number one, all right, show us, you know, be, make, make us bring pressure, but like beat us with your arm first. We've seen Andy specifically. I know he's the offensive mind. Work with a lot of similar quarterbacks throughout mm-hmm. his career too. Mm-hmm. So I think he certainly has a game plan. And Hurts obviously isn't as talented as Michael Vick, Patrick Mahomes, Tony McNabb, but the point still stands. Right. Sure. And I wonder if those RPOs, the, the Sirianni quote that RPOs count as runs, is obviously something that might live in infamy uh, yeah. in town. But I think we might see a steady dose of. Maybe not RPOs, but more so read options uh, yeah. because of the issue with running. And so I think there's a chance that both Sanders and the Hertz rushing guards could hit. But again, we talked about with Sanders, both of those hitting doesn't necessarily mean that it's a successful day offensively for the Eagles. Right. Yeah. That that just means that they there was an overcorrection and and they followed suit. But um, whether it's successful or not depends highly on what the what the out, final outcome of that game is. One thing we've been on, like the Hertz rushing yards, is Quez Watkins on the longest reception. And he hit one last game. Doesn't have like a million catches overall, but it just takes one or two. And his longest reception for this week is over under 14 and a half yards. He might have one catch, but it'll be for 26 yards. He might have two catches for 37 yards. It's only minus 115. If you're not doing a crazy parlay and just want to throw something on one, line i think that's the best one you're going to see for an, a positive eagles line i should say you know you don't Especially, obviously patrick mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes yeah. might be very likely and juicy but if you want to do something that boosts your confidence as an eagles fan i do like that one and to to add especially for a guy who doesn't see that many touches um he's someone who you know he comes in and he gets a home run ball thrown his way it's usually two of them one is typically an incomplete or an overthrow, or he may a even PI. yeah, or like it may be in a PI, and the second one he usually catches. So he's he's basically fifty percent on those home run balls. Um, you saw he caught one again last like, Sunday night. I mean Monday night, excuse me, um, where he just beat he beat the the Dallas D back on it. You know he's a guy who he's not the tallest dude, but he goes up and he gets it. He can he can locate a football. He's not a little a lot more vertical than you'd think. Yeah, and and he does it. His location is is a lot better than it was last year. He's yeah, he's he's sneakily he's sneakily vert, more vertical than a lot of us think, and he's got burners. I just think that he has it. Ironically, he has yet to be hit in stride, and that's more of a Jalen thing than anything. I think. Correct. I just think Jalen has to really let it fly. I know there's been questions ever since he was at uh, in college about the arm strength. And there's going to continue to be. 
until he can show that he can just fling it and catch a receiver in stride. Because I think a lot of times what you're seeing is, and you 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 tweeted about this that guys have to stop and catch up to the ball, and all the momentum is gone. Yes, like just imagine if he just catches. Like there's, I know a lot of people were saying. Um, and Trayvon Diggs had Devontae locked up, which is like I, I would all credit to him. He had a pick six and he was, you know, he was on Devontae mostly like like white on rice, but there was also times where Devontae got loose and Jalen just couldn't catch him a stride. Like literally just didn't yeah. see him. So I, I just think he's gotta work. And that's, he's not a huge catch radius guy. That ball's gotta be there for him. That's right. You gotta just put it right where you want it to be. Like he's a he's he's got four two speed. You're not gonna outthrow him. So I, I like just sling it. Like if he beats his dude on a slant, you gotta throw it five yards ahead of him because he's gonna get there and he's gonna keep going. Like that's the kind of that if you're if you're playing with receivers like that, playing with speed, that's the kind of that's the kind of passing radius you have to have. Looking at Eagles line specifically for the game overall. I know I'll never bet against the Eagles, but if you're one to, I think the the, the minus seven on the Chiefs seems pretty yeah. good. Eagles money lines plus two fifty. Would you touch it at all? I don't even think that's juicy enough to lay ten dollars on there or something like that. Yeah, that's no, not I'm, worth anything. I'm 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 washing my hands of that one. Um I never I don't think I've ever bet against the birds, uh specifically. But especially if you're yeah, this is this might be one to to dabble with, but a little little too too risky for my blood. Um and too many factors at play. Like it could be a lot uglier than than we think. I mean, they can come out. Are we being too negative based on these lines? Is this too much of an overcorrection on our fans' mentality based off how bad that game is? Because obviously, the line makers and odds makers in Vegas know better than both of us. Yeah. Not just about lines, but about football overall. Yeah. I th- I think the I, I think we are being really 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 practical. I, I, no, no one's excited about Sunday. Like literally, no. nobody. Like I'm trying. I'm going to the game. I'm trying to have zero expectations, so I can have <laughs> a couple drinks, follow the game, get some material for the week, and enjoy myself yeah. without getting heartbroken. Be done. Yeah. Like the like. That's all you can do is go in zero expectation. If you know they wind up losing by a touchdown, we're, we're back in. They wind up losing by twenty points. Like whatever, I expected it. The, the the least expectation possible will at least set you up to, like you said, go get some good material, um, get a couple of brews, and you and Ash can get some picks. We'll call it a day. The have a, in my newsletter, patreon.com backslash shameless work underscore Clancy on Sunday, the Sunday edition of the newsletter. I do like an Eagles prediction among some other things. I said 38 20. Maybe it's a little bit of a backdoor 20 points, even. Yeah. I like their similar. I was telling, um, I was telling a couple people, at thirty-five twenty was my sweet spot. So it's yeah. not not too far off. I think, um, I think thirty-five twenty. I think that yeah, the backdoor twenty is like maybe the Chiefs take the foot off the grab, the gas, excuse me, um, and it gets to twenty. Maybe a defensive touchdown again. You know, like they, you know, like they get a you know, defense gets a a safety or something like that, and it kind of – you go from 18 to 20 points. I, I I don't think – I don't think that the Kansas City defense is going to be stifling. I, I just don't know how 
how much I trust this offense to move the ball right now. Yeah, I mean, just say that Kansas City goes up 14 nothing real quick. You're going to have to throw the ball every play. Right. And right now between the way Hurts looked in week three, and I don't think Hurts is the biggest problem right now. I think there's a roster construction problem that starts from the top. I think Sirianni's look good. But between the coach, between the personnel, because wide receivers outside of, of Devontae uh, haven't been great. Quez has looked good. Raker's been kind of a, a dud. And Devontae hasn't even had great numbers right now either. Uh, for most of the reasons, both Hurts and coaching staff. Again, what I said, they couldn't win a shootout against Dallas. How could they do it against Kansas City? And I think, you know, they're going a hole early and they're throwing the ball a lot. I don't know if it really works out. And then Hurts starts pressing. That's when a pick or two comes and goes the other yeah. way. Yeah. And, you know, he starts looking his receivers down. Uh, you know, he starts to, you know, not look guys open, but literally look daggers through them and throw them the ball. And, Stuff gets ugly real quick, uh, but I agree. I, I I don't think that it's it's one thing on Devonte or on Jalen. You know, I, I think you know Sirianni obviously had the play calling was was terrible last week. But you got, I mean, with a first time play caller, you're gonna those are the things you're gonna deal with. You got a first time play caller, head coach. You got a first time, you know, starting quarterback. There's the growing pains are not the word. Like there's a lot more to come with how, you know, we're going to assess them. Um, so I, I don't know if they are up to to win a shootout right now because I think that there's just too much panic. You could see it. Like, you, I mean, you you watch the body language. Um, when when it was when it was time to get down and dirty, when it was like, all right, look, like we got to respond with seven, you can look on the sidelines. There was like – there was no one going up down the sidelines saying, yo, we're going to get set. Let's go get a quick six yeah. right here. Like, there was none of that. They were just, like, on the bench, heads down. You know, Jalen's, like, looking up at the screen at the replay. And, like, there's not enough – there's not enough for like, – you, you can't just depend on, on Kelsey to be the voice for everything. Like, you get, you, you got to be confident. You need a couple of guys who are like, yo, they got it back. We're going to go get it right back. Let's go. You know, 70-yard drive. Like, there's not, there's not enough people saying that right now. Like, I, I don't think that they have – enough confidence in themselves as an offense to to really get it done me neither hopefully next week a little less dour whether it's a somehow some way a win or at least a game where i'll take a shootout that they lose because i think they're yeah. going to lose either way if they score 27 points or something 30 points Again, I, I'm not, I don't like moral victories in NFL, but at least that shows some signs of life from this offense after how poor they looked last week. Yeah. Something that could build off of going, as we said earlier, and I said on From the Bleachers, make sure you listen to that too, an increasingly, increasingly tough part of a schedule, kind of an unprecedented I've seen for the Eagles, yeah. and especially, as you said, for a team coming off a last-place finish. It's uh, And I also think losing the shootout is, is, is moral victory, whatever. It's also like – it's like at least make it fun. Like, yeah, like the Dallas game is over right away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's have some juice to last me through the game, yeah. not make this a, an excruciating three-and-a-half-hour period. Yeah, like go into the third quarter and be down, you know, be down 20 to to 10 or something, and we're all still invested because, that, like, that's what you want. You, you want to be like, all right, cool. Right, this these next couple of drives are going to tell us all we need to know. And at that point, you know, if, we're, if, it, if it's 35 – 17 head into the fourth quarter 
all right, you know, maybe maybe this isn't the one, but at least it's got some juice to it. I I keep harking back to just how quickly the Dallas game was over. I felt like the first first couple of drives, we were like, oh, all right, I guess. That that one played a CD almost, I thought. I was like, oh, it's going to be that game. Yeah. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. Anything else? You got anything else you want to say? Any go prep? So Saturday afternoon, your uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, high school football game of the week. The LaSalle High School Explorers versus the St. Joe's Prep Hawks at the historic Franklin Field. Um, yeah, man, game of the game of the year. Uh, LaSalle is undefeated. They're five and zero. They have a they have a ton of horses on the defensive side of the ball. Um, kind of young on offense, but they certainly got a couple of they got a couple of dudes headed to Penn State. They have um, a couple other guys who are who are D one. They got a they got a good squad, um, but that team, those guys, they're, they're mostly seniors. They've never beaten the prep, um, and our guys are, are very much looking forward to keeping that streak going. So I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be a it'll be a fun game. Um, but more fun than Eagles. Uh, yeah, I think so. More fun than the birds. Uh, but I got our guys winning that one, 28-17. Love it. Um, it'll be a it'll be a nice it'll be a nice game. I'll be I'll be on the um, I'll be on the ground. I'm taking we're taking a couple of freshmen with us. You know, give them their first prep football experience. So it'll be a it'll be a fun little Saturday. I love that. All right, wraps it up for us. That's odds and end zones number three. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, all that nonsense on your podcast platform of choice. And we do do all of these videos on our YouTube channel. There will be a link in the description for the BGN YouTube channel. So check us out on there. Subscribe to our channel, and you know, watch me and Zoe do this in person as well. And we should have some more, some fun podcast news coming up in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully oh, yeah. we can give you some more concrete updates on that soon. Yeah, Again, yeah. that's it. Seamus and Zoe, keep bleeding green. Peace.